Action. Action. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome <laughs> to the After Service Podcast. With Joseph Brookhouse and Brian Ricketts. Nice to see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't we can't see them. However, you should be able to hear us this week, as opposed to last week, where I spouted off some really incredibly it was mind-blowingly good stuff. Yeah, it was. It was maybe the most impressive words I've ever spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. And by providence, God said, "No, that can't be shared. Shared with the world." Sorry. You know, it does remind me though of that a prayer that you pray before um, many sermons, mm. which is, you know, if these words are not to are, are not yours, let them not be heard or remembered. And yeah. um, it does, you know, one does wonder if there was somebody who was listening or who, who might have been listening or who might listen in the future that will benefit from not hearing those words. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was for sure. We, we referenced a little bit of it, though. So, yeah, I we tried know. to do a bit of a recap. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so it is a glorious day outside. It is. It's been really nice. The, the The rain the last couple of days is kind of weird, but I don't mind rain in the summer a little bit like that. Kind of fun. It, does it feel like July to you? Not quite. No. Yeah. It's been a weird weather year, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Really. Incredibly odd. I don't know, but I, I you know, today I, I went for a run and it was 77. It was hmm. great. I mean, you know, a lot of times it'll be in the 90s or high 80s or something like that yeah and for yeah. you know running can be miserable in fact <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> many people would argue mostly it's miserable no. i yeah i understand for me running is kind of a self-care it's yeah, I, know. I pray when i run and that kind of stuff but uh yeah um but this kind of weather I, I sam and i went outside to take the garbage to the street and we're like this is lovely you know and sam's like it doesn't feel like summer to me. And that's because mm. he's going to summer school. Not because yeah. he has to, but because we made him. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference, right? Yeah, one there is. This, is. One, the school system says you got to go. And the other is we're like, oh, I think you'd enjoy this. You should go. Is he going into ninth grade? Eighth grade. Although Eighth grade. I'm, I'm going to boast on Sam. He got straight A's. This Yay! Last and, Good job, uh, Sam. Really proud of him, and I think what I'm most proud of is that he was courteous and polite. These were comments from the teachers, and he showed yeah. um, uh, he overcame like uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of when he um, resilience. He demonstrated resilience, and you know those are things that are really important. And when I grew mm -hmm. up, my parents were like, "You're smart." I really wish they would have said. You work hard. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't work hard, but, you know, I don't know. Didn't mean to go there. All right, well, let's talk about what the sermon was on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, always right before the, the podcast, I think about it a little bit again and reflect on what I said and what I couldn't, what didn't say. And there's a couple of thoughts that I have with it. Um, I mean, the simple, the basic topic was, as I said, you know, you if this is God's word and it's authoritative, then the, the, it begs the question, well, what does it say? Um, and, and, that, and, and two weeks ago, my point was it takes hard work. You need to really work hard to, to understand it. And I have a couple of thoughts with it. One is 
I wonder how that message landed with people. Mm. Um, and honestly, my cynical nature, huh. I'm, I'm, I'm cynical that, that people came away going, yeah, I'm going to dig into scripture now. And, and more of worried that they're just going to go, yeah, that's a lot of work. Don't feel like doing that much work to understand the Bible. And, and that's mm -hmm. because, because, you know, it, to, to, to summarize a little bit, what I said is I said, you know, you gotta, if you're gonna, if you're gonna look at really try to understand something, whether it's a person or a book, you got to listen really, really carefully, which means you got to look at things for a writing. You got to look at grammar. You got to look at syntax. You got to look at what words are actually there and what do they mean. And then you got to put it in context. And the context is everything from the, the paragraph to the book to the entire Bible. You got to look at the, 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 the cultural context, the historical context. You got to look at things like what genre it is. Is it poetry? Is it narrative? Is it discourse? I mean, you got to look at all of these things and then you got to try and put it all together. And if that sounds like a wall out of hard work, it is. I mean, it gets easier the more you do it. But the reality is, is it does take a lot of hard work to do this stuff. And we can talk a little bit about some of those methods maybe. Um, but part of my concern was, is we are so conditioned and maybe it's just a human thing to be mentally lazy, to, to just take what an authority figure tells you or what you've always thought and not really challenge that thinking to not really mm -hmm. think hard about it because it takes a lot of effort. And so, you know, I, I put the whole thing in the context of Jesus said that if, if you seek him, you'll find him, but that means you got to seek him. Yeah. And it's, it, God wants to be found, but he wants to be found by people who really want to find him. And if you really want to know God, you got to you got to put in the effort, because he he wants to be found, but he wants to be valued in that finding. And if it's too easy, then you're not going to value what you find. So, anyways, that's a little bit of some random rambling thoughts I had from the message. So, any thoughts about what I just said or what sure. I said on Sunday? I actually have two thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. The first is, I remember when the idea of being a worship leader was kind of a new thing for me because I didn't grow up in um, a tradition where a worship leader even existed. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I bought this book. I probably shared this before, but the book was called The Perfect Worship Leader. <laughs> and one of the things that it said is you need to spend time in the Word. And I remember that my thought was, well, that ain't going to happen. Um, which sounds like, wait, what? Um, but, you know, I... I spent a lot of time studying it when I was in high school and I was really kind of resting on the laurels of that. Yeah. It's really so, easy to do that. Very common. It is. Um, yeah. Even having, you know, you read through the Bible once you go, well, I never need to do that again. Well, you probably do. Um, and, and there's, there's rewards there, but um, I just remember feeling like that's not something I want to do. I'd really just like to do the music bit you know, and, and help people connect with God. But, you know, how important is it really that I dig into the scripture? Right. I remember feeling that way. Um, so I wanted to share that. The other piece of it that I wanted to share was it is work. Um, but think about the things that you're passionate about that 
you know, that you, when you immerse, like when you really are interested and care about something, you will put an enormous amount of effort in and it will feel like nothing. Right. Now, having said that, sometimes you have, you know, that whole fake it till you make it thing. Mm -hmm. And I hate saying this about scripture, but to to some extent that you have to develop a habit. Mm hmm before you appreciate the value in what it is. And then once you do, it it transitions from work into um, something that you're passionate about that doesn't feel like work, that it rewards itself. And we were just talking about running. And I had no intention of using that as a, like a... a oh, but God set you up. God's good. Um, that, you know, when, like when you first start to run, you're like, this is miserable. Why am I doing this? And then at some point it flips over and you're like, oh, I'm so grateful I'm doing this. This feels wonderful. And some of my yeah. best prayer life exists within running, within the, the kind of the tempo and the repetitiveness of that. And I, you know, I think for people who are, that hesitate to engage or develop a habit of spending time in the scripture, not just spending time in the scripture, but but really digging into that scripture, really digging into it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there it's, I, I, I just want to echo everything you said and absolutely affirm all of it. It's everything that's worth doing is takes effort. You know, I, I heard a quote a long time ago is like everything worth doing is worth failing at meaning. Oh gosh, that's awesome. No, that's wonderful. Because you're, if it's really hard, then it's worth doing. And if it's really hard, you're going to fail at the start. Um, yeah, so everything worth doing is worth failing. <laughs> and so it, it's hard. And then, and then the other thought I had when you're, when you're with the running or all of this, I had this, this image of it's almost like an egg. It's like on the outside, it's, it's so hard. And it's like you're beating your head against it and you're trying to get – into the to the good stuff and just like it's not coming but it it, but all of a sudden there'll be a moment where it opens up and it's like oh there's all the good stuff yeah yeah but it takes takes time and perseverance to get there and i really want to yeah this is maybe this is where we needed to go it's like i remember that i had a similar experience as you as you you know there was a time in early in my christian life where I really dug into stuff and read the Bible a lot, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I basically got it. I have all the basic doctrines down. I know basically what I'm talking about. And then there came a time, and, and honestly, part of it was was through seminary, where there was things that were shown to me in Scripture, kind of roads to go on, that stud- that opened up Scripture in a way that I've never seen, and. It just my, my my faith just blossomed as I see started to see just how rich the scripture is, how detailed it is, how how much is actually being said. That unless you've taken the time to find that stuff, it, you'll never see it. But if you do, it's like oh wow, it's amazing. So I, I've shared this before. I'm sure I have, but. It's like listening to, you know, back in the day when you had either cassettes or albums and you, especially cassettes, where it was hard to skip a song. You couldn't skip songs. You would have to fast forward. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Um, 
that songs that you may have initially your initial thought may have been I don't yeah. there's nothing here it's okay. for me. It's right. right. And then all of a sudden on the fiftieth listen, because you couldn't skip it or you just couldn't get around you just went, Oh, wait a minute. Oh gosh, I hadn't thought about it that way. All of a sudden just things connect and you go, right. Oh my gosh, that is Wow, I feel like that way about the prodigal son. I mean, the parables. The, the if there was ever, and you mentioned this on Sunday, if there was ever something that rewarded you in layers, you know, it was the parables. We have a surface level understanding, and then we have the next level, the next level. The prodigal son is one of those where you know the first time you hear it, you may you go, "That's an interesting, delightful story." Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, okay, yeah, I I guess there's been times when I've kind of kind of gone my own way and needed to come back home. Yeah, all right, sure. And then you go, oh, gosh, man, sometimes you're the dad, and sometimes you're going, oh, it's time to forgive, it's time to accept, it's time to invite, and that stuff. And then, then there's another level where you're like, oh, this brother who's always done everything right is resentful and angry and oh gosh who is oh gosh there's some that represents me it represents right the pharisees you know the ooh, and I the mean, little details of wait a minute he he ran gosh wait a i minute. love that yeah and it, and it's those details eventually you start to 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 if you pay attention they start to go oh wow or 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 you start to read that in light of of another passage, and I can't think of one off the hand, but but that other passage might give you light and light on on that one that you didn't see it that way before, and you go, oh, right, oh, and it's just and that it just it just takes the time to to understand this stuff, but it's worth it. It it really is. I just wish, I don't know, I wish people would do it. Well, I think a, a lot of what we're talking about is encouraging people to just step off to just go you know the water's going to be cold but it will warm up you know mm -hmm. if you if, and and uversion.tv i think was the, um was the app but the bible app it's just now called the bible app mm. um yeah the it, uversion use or bible app yeah yeah it was originally uversion.tv because apparently they couldn't get uversion.com nobody cares anyway <laughs> but I would just encourage you to download the app if you've got a smartphone. Most people do these days. And then sign up for like a 30-day like Bible reading plan. Just do that. Yeah. You know, some of them have commentary along with it. Um, and, and, just and just give yourself a month to spend five minutes a day. Five minutes a day. You can and read you can it. have them read the Bible to you. Exactly. You can pick a version that speaks to you. Um, New me, Living is easy to read. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I per personally enjoy the Holman Christian Standard That's a Bible. great version, yeah. Uh, yeah. You may also find, if you have it read to you, that there may be different different narrators that you appreciate mm -hmm. more than others. I know that they're, the Holman Christian guy makes me want to like go to sleep. So <laughs> I like reading the Holman Christian, but I don't like listening to the guy who reads it. You know, yeah, he doesn't do much for me. Um, <laughs> uh, but the guy who does the New Living Translation does a great job. Um, yeah. So, so some of it, some people are that, but then there's the, they're not, then there's these other people that that's our audience who they've read the Bible a lot or or they've gone to mm -hmm. church a lot, and it's like, okay, are you resting on your laurels? 
in what you know. You know, maybe you need to do something very, very different in your Bible reading. For example, maybe you just need to take one single book, maybe yes. the book of Ephesians, and just read that every single day for an entire month. And, and, and let it deepen so that you could practice. Because if you read it every single day, eventually you're going to start actually memorizing the whole thing. And then it really starts opening up to you. You'll start seeing patterns. You'll start seeing, you'll really be able to get the flow of thought of what Paul is saying. And you're going to start, it'll transform your thinking. So you, maybe you need to do it differently. And I, I've said this for years. Those of you who read the Bible through every year stop doing that for a year and do something different because you need you, you got the whole big picture that's great i'm wonderful i'm glad if you've never read the bible through a year do that but if not if you've been doing that do something different like just read one book for a year read romans all year do nothing but a book a, a year in in romans that would change your life because you're not thinking you, you need to do something different yeah. So, well, let me ask you a question then. So, if sure. you personally were going to pick, uh, well, I'm going to. It's going to be a two part. If you sure. personally were going to pick a book to read and just soak in for a year, what would that be? And the second part of that is because you're a pastor. If um, as a if you're not a pastor, if you're just a, a member of the congregation, what book would you recommend to people? as a jumping off point to, as a book to soak in for a year. That quiet there for those listening to the audio only version is Brian thinking very hard about this. Cause it's a good I am question. thinking really, really hard. Um, While you're thinking, I'm just going to share with folks. Oh, you have it. Do you have it? I have some thoughts. Go ahead. It depends on who you are. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about you first. For me, you know, my, right now it might need to be Romans hmm. for me. That's such a deep book. Um, yeah, but, but you know, but all of these could be true for, for all of us as well. Um, if you're a brand new Christian, I, surprisingly, I would probably suggest First, first Thessalonians. Because that's written to a very young church, a church who does it, who who just like you are, who is relatively new in the faith, and he goes over all the basic doctrines of the faith. And it's a very short book; it's very readable. So I would encourage that. The only the other possibility, if you really don't want to do, if you want to do something that's a little bit more oriented, I might actually suggest Genesis. Oh. Um, yeah, I know that's longer, but, and I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. All the major, th many of the, no, 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 who do I want to say all the major themes? Most of the major themes, at least, are in Genesis. Um, because you could re you can get the entire story of the Bible by reading the first three chapters of the Bible and the last three chapters. You want to know basically what the whole thing is about? Read those three chap those six chapters, and you pretty much got it. Um, so, it, it you've read the Bible through a lot. Isn't Genesis enjoyable? <laughs> yeah, for the most part, there are definitely places where you go, "Oh gosh, what what was that? Where'd that come from?" There there are a few yeah. moments like that. 
Um, but I think that that's what's interesting is mm -hmm. that, I, you know, the first time that I took upon myself to read through the whole Bible, a lot of us get through Genesis barely, and we start to, into Exodus. We're like, oh, there's that Moses guy. We right, about, okay, there's some narrative there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get about halfway through Exodus, and we get start to get into the law a little bit. You we're go, like, oh. oh, how did I get here? And then we're done. We're done. Get into Leviticus. If you make it to Leviticus, you're chances are very slim you're getting out of Leviticus. And you know what I want to encourage people with that? If this is the very first time you've ever read through the Bible, if you get to a section that you're stuck on, skip it. Yeah. yeah. Skip it. Because I don't want you to get stuck and stop. Go to, you know, if you're halfway, if you get to Exodus 20 and you're like, okay, I've gotten to the Ten Commandments, I'm done. Right? And then you start getting into all this law stuff and you start getting bored or, or lost. Skip to skip to numbers. Skip to numbers and read half of numbers, but then the second half of numbers gets rather tedious as well. So right. skip that part, and then maybe you just need to go all the way to, to Joshua and keep going. Because I'd rather you just keep going than stop. Yeah. No, there de there are definitely passages where it feels oh gosh, you know. Yeah. I mean, especially like in the translations where they're like, we're going to say the same thing over and over again for all 12 houses and there will be no deviation you know in some translations they'll say for each of the 12 tribes blah 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 blah, blah x oh, and there's others that go tribe one blah 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 tribe, blah, 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 tribe yeah, two yeah. and you're like oh oh man <laughs> i don't i'm not gonna make it so i agree that if you're not inspired it's okay to go ahead and pass that, you may find a reason to come back to that. Sure. A friend try, of, to get, try again next year. A friend of mine referred to Leviticus as God's great barbecue. Now that, <laughs> you know, that, that maybe, There's a reason for it, but yeah. Yeah. I think that understanding the law helps inform why Jesus was so scandalous and transformational. Um, and why his sacrifice... That's a part of it, yes. Was, yeah. you, the context of his sacrifice means that yeah. all the minutia of all this law is mm -hmm. wiped clean because of this sacrifice, that one sacrifice. That's amazing to me. Okay. Did you have something else to say? Otherwise, I was going to shift tangents just a little well, bit. Well, I'll share one more thing, and that yes. is the book that immediately came to my mind was James. It's very, very practical in, in, in wisdom. It's the wisdom book of the New Testament. Right. So it's all about how do you practically live today? Right. That's not a bad one. It's, yeah. um, I found that the first time that I read through James, I went, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, for somebody who's maybe a practical person or somebody who is, practical. lives, you know, in that non-creative part of your brain, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this makes sense. Bop, 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 yeah. bop. And, and the gospel is in it. There's a couple of key, very key spots. Among them is God gives grace to the humble. You know, that's the gospel. God gives grace to the humble. So yeah, where sure. I was going to go is, I don't know how I could ever preach this. I have a book on my shelf somewhere, somewhere up here um, by one of my favorite theologians. And it's called the Pentateuch with the first five books of the Bible as narrative. And it, it, world-class scholar. I mean, amazing guy. 
you know, I, I remember having a, a class with him once, um, and he's sitting there and he's reading the Hebrew, and 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 someone asked him, oh, so what what translation are you are you using to to, to read that Genesis fourteen or whatever? And he goes, what do you mean? I'm just reading the Hebrew, and he's reading it like we would read read English. I mean, because it's like he knows the language that well. Anyways, what he talks about is the Pentateuch as, as a narrative, and he, and, he, and he there's so many things he lays out, but one of the things he does is he says, if you stop to look at it as a big narrative and you, you start asking yourself, why are these chunks of law stuck where they're at? Why? Because the book is put together for a specific reason. They're not randomly put in there. And to give you a hint, it's like, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this on Sunday, but the, the Pentateuch, those five books, are written by Moses from the perspective of Mount Sinai and the fact that the, the Israelites immediately could not maintain a relationship with God. They immediately broke the covenant with with the, with the, the golden calf, and then they, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So he's writing this book, and he's, and he's, he's trying to tell them, look— you can't live under the law. Even you who Israelites who right now, it's not going to work. And, and, and he's trying to, with, with those books, it's supposed to be laborious. It's supposed to be, God, I want to live like this. You're right. You don't want to live like this. So who can you live like? Oh, how about like Abraham? How about like him, who was a friend of God, who walked with God, who was in the land, who was incredibly blessed, he didn't have the law, but what did he do? He trust God. That and so there's this there's almost equal amount of time given, narratively speaking, to both the between the the the, the 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 patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses. It's like he's contrasting the life under the law with the life without the law, and he's saying, "Look, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be under the law because that's not going to work." And, you, and he lays out how all of that's the case on, on what's happening in, in Exodus 19 and, and how Moses doesn't go in the promised land and why he doesn't go in the promised land. And yet uh, there's so many details there, but it's this is this big stuff I want. I would love for people to be able to see, but I don't know how to preach that. So but anyways, it's no. that's the that's, those are the roads that I saw in seminary. that I went, oh, this is exciting. It, what's exciting and frustrating at the same time is when you come across something that is mind blowing to you, and you want people to catch up with you, so you have someone to talk about. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. just saw, like last Friday, you and I were talking with a group of friends about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. And yeah. people are like, oh, I haven't watched episode six. And you're like, oh, we can't talk about that. We got to wait till you catch up. Right. And so there may be even a selfish quality to our encouragement because there's so much, there's so many exciting things, so many mm -hmm. inspiring, encouraging things that wait for you if you dig in. And if once you, you do, it's like, oh, isn't that amazing? You know, like when right. you and I are talking about the, uh, what a, a Markin sandwich is, you know, we know what that is. Right. And it's so cool. I know the lingo. And you know the lingo. Yeah. And you're like, oh, let's talk about that. That's so cool. And it's like mm -hmm. a new language that you've, you're developing. Um, <clears throat> but it's something where you're like, you're as passionate as I am about this. So let's dive in deep. Let's, 
Yeah. And we really, I mean, you as a pastor, me as a pastor, I suppose it's like, hey, everybody, let's jump into the deep end together and then look at all this stuff that we can talk about and, and engage in and and the richness of life that comes from engaging in this level. So I, mm -hmm. I, selfish is the wrong word, but there's definitely a sense of like, if you're passionate about something, you know, you want to like, share it. It's like, please jump into this and, and, you know, check this out. Isn't this amazing? Right. Um, and for some people that may come across as a boast or a pride, like, oh, well, you've really dug into the Bible. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, but, but it's like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying, hey, I read the Bible. I've read the Bible X number. It's not that. It's like, hey, I discovered this thing and I, I just blew me away. I, I, I just want to talk to you about it. Right. And that's even evangelism, right? That mm -hmm. I, if you're so passionate about Christ that you're like, I cannot help but share this with you. It's not an assignment, like people going to the airport, and this has happened in certain Bible colleges. You have to go to the airport and evangelize to people. Are you, but if you're really passionate, you cannot be stopped. Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, that was me going off in my little evangelistic yeah Rant yeah what a wild conversation with a non-christian be about how the pentateuch is narrative like uh, why do you why why is that interesting to you oh because it's so exciting to me and there's implications for you that has that it gets a completely different spin on christianity than you've probably ever heard or the law or any of this through the do's and don'ts it's like oh come on can i share this amazing thing with you Ugh. anyway that would be weird but Right. There's no agenda. This is just so cool. I just want to share it with you. Right. Right. Anyway. So. <laughs> Talking about as we end this, I saw Top Gun Sunday, and oh. I know you didn't like the first one. The second one is so much better. I, my so understanding is you have to see it in the theater. You should. Yeah. You should. For example, there's no CGI in, or almost no CGI no, I, in yeah. the entire movie. When you're when they're in the planes, they're actually in the planes. When yeah. you're seeing them around the, the the scenery in the planes, that's not fake. Yeah. That's they all real. had their own cameras that they had to activate in each right. plane. But the but the themes are, are are mature. The characters are round. the the uh, The story is compelling. It's not just this big bravado like the first one was, which was fun in itself. No, it's dealing with grief and it's dealing with, with uh, um, father fatherlessness and it's like wow, it's well, it's actually right. really and death and yeah, so you're, really it's a recommendation movie. from you. Yeah, it's it's the best movie I've seen at least since Endgame. Okay, all right, yeah. I will uh, I will share that with my spouse and my child because <laughs> I'll tell you what when Sam saw the the first the preview, one he didn't like it. Well, he didn't like the first movie. But yeah. when he but he before he saw the movie, we were going to see I can't remember what movie I think it was um, the Doctor Strange movie, and they mm -hmm. had a preview for Maverick for um, yeah. Top Gun Maverick, and apparently because I was getting popcorn, Sam turned to to Vanessa and Marissa and said that looks so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we watched the first one. And I'm like, eh, yeah, okay. I forgot yeah. that this wasn't that great. Uh, or at least it never really connected with me. It, and Vanessa, it did connect with. She enjoyed it. So so I will take, uh, I will share that with my family. And... If you don't want to see it in the theaters, it's fine. It's better in the theaters, probably. 
But it's the first movie I've seen in a long time that I would be willing to spend another 36 ducks to see it again. All right. That's 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 saying something because I'm, yeah. I'm 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 chintzy. <laughs> You're frugal, frugal, frugal. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough for this tonight. Thank you for joining us. Hope you guys uh, have a great week, and we'll see you on Sunday. Take care, folks. Take care.